Hi everybody, this is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio. In this episode, we catch up with Dr. Melina Roberts. Dr. Roberts is the author of Building a Healthy Child. She's a licensed naturopathic doctor and as well as founder and clinical director of Advanced Naturopathic Medical Center in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. She is definitely a leader in the field, not a follower. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome so much. Uh, glad you're with us here on Total Wellness Radio. And uh, joining us today, we have Dr. Melina Roberts. Dr. Roberts, did you make it on the line okay? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, you're coming through loud and clear. Thank you so much for taking okay, time to do this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, all the way from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We are uh, thrilled to have you on the, on the line. For those of you uh, listeners uh, who may not uh, know of Dr. Roberts' accomplishments, it's extensive. and We're really super excited to have her share with us uh, her experience as a, she's a licensed naturopathic doctor. She's the founder and the clinical director of Advanced Naturopathic Medical Center in Calgary, specializing in biological medicine, treating chronic illnesses. She has her bachelor's of science in kinesiology from the University of Waterloo and holds a doctorate degree from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. And as a side note, you are very active. Uh, you uh, hold a black belt in Taekwondo as well as on a woman's rugby team. So you're just everywhere, Doc. Well, yeah, that's sort of my past, but, but yeah, <laughs> try to still say, stay active now. Yes. Yeah. That's great. I'm so glad to hear that. So one of the first things I always love to ask, and I mentioned earlier when we spoke that, uh, you know, you and I have a lot of similar background, similar experiences in terms of our professional paths and things of that nature. So we're definitely going to touch a lot on that. But my first question is always this, and I want to know, and I know our listeners are always interested in your, what was the catalyst for you becoming a naturopathic doctor? Well, I, I had a few different influences that um, kind of, put me towards that path of becoming a naturopathic doctor. One of them was that as a kid, I had allergies and eczema. Okay. And when I was about 13, a family friend said to my parents, you know, you should try taking her to see a naturopathic doctor. And they brought me to see a naturopathic doctor and I didn't really understand it. Um, it really kind of seemed like magic <laughs> to me, but all of my, all of my allergies and my eczema totally yeah. cleared up. So, so I had a really positive experience. And then uh, just going through schooling, I was kind of gearing up to go into conventional medical mm -hmm. school. And, um, and following that path, you know, you have to do a lot of, like I was doing volunteering research and spending a lot of time in that conventional system. And what I was finding was that I wasn't really seeing a lot of people getting better. So what I did was I, um, I decided to just spend some time in a naturopathic clinic. And in that naturopathic clinic, everyone who walked in the door, I would just ask them what their story was. And every single person had a success story. And I was super impressed with that. And um, I wanted to be able to kind of have that kind of impact on people's lives. And so I looked into um, 
the naturopathic colleges and I saw that they were actually legitimate colleges and um, basically changed my direction and decided to go into a naturopathic medicine. Okay. So in, in Canada, is it, is it similar? I mean, a different, you know, you're going to have to educate me like the, 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 the social differences <laughs> in terms of medicine and how it's viewed in Canada. Uh, tell me about the system of medicine there a little bit. Okay, so um, yeah, we definitely have a, a socialized medicine here in Canada, um, where like conventional medicine is actually covered by um, really our tax dollars. So, so we do pay for it. We pay for it in paid okay. taxes. Um, and but for them to see me and receive my services, those services are out okay. of pocket. Not covered by they're not covered by our um, our healthcare oh, wow. system, but they are covered by a lot of like a lot of people have extended healthcare okay. plans. So we will be covered um, just usually very okay. minimally by people extended healthcare plans. But in general, like most of the money like uh, that people are spending on our services are coming from out of pocket. So it's very similar to the States then. Okay. I thought maybe it was more, more like readily paid for by the, by the, by the, the health system, you know, for up care. Yeah. Unfortunately, naturopathic medicine doesn't fall under that yeah. umbrella. Okay. Okay. All right. How long have you had the clinic there in Calgary? Um, so I've had, I've been practicing for 14 years now, I guess, heading into my wow. 15th year. And I started out practicing in okay. Toronto, um, and then I moved out to Calgary about 11 years ago, and I joined another practice, and then about, I guess, what are we looking at, seven or eight, eight years okay. ago now, um, I opened up my own okay. practice here in Calgary. That's awesome. Yeah. So now, this is one of the questions that I always, I have fun trying to field, and I don't want to say it in a bad way, but I just want to make sure... <laughs> Because, you know, what we do, right, is, is more on the traditional realm. It's not modern, uh, or in terms of modern medicine, the kind of the term that we use here. Um, it's more of a traditional yeah. approach to care. How's the, how yeah. is your family responding with, with that, too? Is this something that they have embraced and find that, uh, that they go along with? Or is it kind of like, oh, my gosh, Melina's into something really weird. <laughs> Um, well, I'd, I'd say like, yeah, um, like my immediate family, I was, I was actually quite lucky. I remember when I like went to my parents and I told my parents that, um, you know, I wanted to change paths and I wanted to, I didn't want to go into conventional medical school. I wanted to go into naturopathic uh -huh. medicine and, um, and they were, they were, I was quite lucky cause my, my parents were actually, um, quite mm. happy with mm -hmm. that choice and quite excited um actually it's kind of interesting like my my dad said to me you know um you have to decide do you want to be um, a leader or a mm. follower and i said um uh well i i, I want to be a leader you know and he said well if you if you want to be a leader um then you need to like a leader is someone who can look into the future and see what people need and he says, and naturopathic medicine is the medicine of yes. the future. So if you want to be a leader, then you go into naturopathic medicine. And so in that way, he was actually very supportive of what I was That's doing. That's a great question. 
That's a great <laughs> response. Your father is very wise. Yes, I, I believe so. I was, I'm very lucky. Great that's parents. Awesome. That's awesome. That's wonderful. I was uh, also fortunate enough to be raised in a family where, uh, you know, my father was a master herbalist and became a, uh, he oh, was wow. an, as well as an NMD um, out of Colorado. And, uh, and okay. so I was one of these, I, was, I grew up with it, but I was fortunate enough to also develop a passion and a love for what he did. My, my, my entrance into the field was very similar to yours in that I had severe debilitating allergies um, oh, as, okay. a, as, a, as a 17, 18 year old living in North Idaho. And unfortunately in North Idaho, I was allergic to the pine pollen. So um, oh, that's wow. not a good okay. place on the planet to live if you're allergic to pine pollen. So, <laughs> so I went to, uh, I actually went to a, a, a general practitioner in that area who uh, said, you know, you need to get your enzymes straight. You need some aloe vera juice and some other things. And oh, by the way, these foods are tearing you up. And I'm like, wow, this guy's just pretty cool. And he was actually more of a, he was a medical doctor that did some nutrition. And um, so my first experience was, is that I was, uh, you know, put on some, the right nutrition, the right dietary approach. And, and that was, that was, yeah. uh, that was, um, you know, a little over 35, 36 years ago. And, and that's never come back. I mean, it's just never. Yeah. That's, that's the, the amazing, amazing part. part yeah. is that, like you said earlier, is that you yeah. were watching the conventional, uh, you know, approach was that people were uh, were not getting better, substantially, noticeably documented getting getting well. They're just you know getting uh, the symptom suppression kind of approach is what we refer to it. Yeah, exactly. So I saw I was yeah. doing some investigating on your website, and I just I love your oh, website. Yeah. Okay. It's pristine. I can't wait to tell everybody about going to it and checking you out, and and uh, and we'll get into your books and some of your other things here in in, in a few minutes. But I I I, I love Thanks. the fact that I saw one of my favorites is dark field microscopy and oh, i, and yeah, you, and I yeah. saw you uh talking to someone about uh it looked like maybe they had a little bit of rouleau and some other things going on there i can't remember it was just a flash yeah. on the screen how did you get how did you get you know like so you got your naturopathic degree right and you got the kinesiology yeah and how did my uh, dark field microscopy come on your radar as a as a tool um interesting question yeah so i so um, unfortunately, my, yeah, my dad was uh, like diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in my second year as a naturopathic student. And then unfortunately died like, um, died like nine months later. Oh. And I was, and I was just on a quest to find solutions to uh. cancer. And and, you know, that's what kind of propelled my research into cancer. Mm. And after I finished at the naturopathic college, um, I heard that there was this clinic in Toronto that was having a lot of success with treating cancer. Uh -huh. And I, so I joined them. I, I, so I joined that clinic and what I found out was that they were actually a, what is called a biological medicine mm -hmm. clinic. Mm -hmm. And the main doctor there was trained by this doctor out of Switzerland named Dr. Thomas Rao. Yep. And, um, and part of that biological medicine was doing dark field microscopy. And he used to do this dark field microscopy on every patient that came yes. in. And um, so I got exposure to that. I was like, oh, I need to learn this. 
So I took all the classes to learn it. And, and then for the longest time, I, I used to actually run all those dark fields on all of his patients. So, um, and I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. So um, it's a, just a great tool mm-hmm. to just see what's going on in terms of that internal yes. terrain. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, such a great tool to have to see what's actually going on inside of people's yep. systems. One of the things that stood out to me and it prompted me to ask my next question when I looked over some of your material and that was, what do you find to be the greatest mystery? Figuring out what you can do to help the person or getting the person committed to helping themselves? <laughs> oh, that's, those, that's a good question. Um, Cause I would say like my focus has always been like, Oh, I need to figure out like what's going on with this patient uh-huh. and to, you know, I want to figure out what those underlying causes are, what's actually going on. Um, but I also like to, you know, like hold my patient's hand through that discovery mm-hmm. to explain, okay, well I did this testing and this is what this showed. Yep. And then I did this testing and then, it showed this. So this is what I see going on. So I love to like educate my patient as I'm trying to figure out what's actually going on. So I'm hoping that through that process that um, I get them to be on board and understand that then they need to follow these certain treatment plans in order to really address those root causes. It is, it is, I love the way you put it, but I think the answer to the question is it's harder to get them compliant than it is to figure out how to help them. (laughs) For sure. Exactly. Like that's, I know that's what I'm like my, you know, like in my initial training, it's always like, oh, I got to figure out what's going on. But then as you practice a lot more then you understand that you also have to get your patient on board and get them to understand it. And that's the nice thing about this dark field microscopy is that, you know, like we put it up, we, it's on the microscope yep. and then we put it on a big screen yep. and patients can look at their own yep. blood and we can say, this is what your blood looks like. This is what ideal is. And, you know, this is what we need to do in order to get it to look more like ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fascinating, I'd love it. Uh, Dr. Jed Adamson over in, in uh, Twin Falls, Idaho, who also has an office there in, in Salt Lake, uh, Utah, um, is the one that originally turned me on to dark field microscopy. My oldest son, who's, who's 26 now, um, when he was a little boy, we found fungus in his blood, which is, you know, is a precursor to cancer. And so he yes. was, he was, um, he was the gentleman that found that with dark field microscopy and uh, part of his treatment plan, because uh, and this is great for parents to hear a lot of parents after the child has gone through the potty training phase, um, don't realize they don't pay attention to the bowel habits of the child unless they're not wiping well, right? I mean, yes, and, yeah. and that's a big yeah. thing with parents is once the potty chain, oh, they must be going every day. And they could, you know, we've had, and I know, I know you have un- unfortunate stories along this lines too, of these kids have been going, you know, two, three, four, five a week without having bowel movements. And yeah, exactly. And so it's yeah. very common, but the parents don't know that because they've stopped monitoring that so closely. And, 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 that, and we were victims of that too, 20 years ago. Um, and, uh, and dark field microscopy was what discovered this really brought it on display, which prompted the practitioner to ask the right questions. And um, we were able to get a, a plan in place that uh, it really cleaned it up for him and he's doing wonderful. So 
yeah that's awesome i saw that on your on your website i thought oh that's great we have such great grounds to talk about yeah yeah now on top of that question because i love dark field microscopy i'm also a, i'm fascinated with the ability to use the clinical kinesiology mm -hmm. as an assessment tool too and you have some great video footage in there of that okay yeah yeah how do you help your how do you help your patients you know cross between understanding the science of kinesiology and this and the biochemistry that they're seeing on the wall with dark field microscopy is there any any little anything you can share with people there to help them understand the science of the two yeah so like honestly when i was first introduced to applied kinesiology i was really reluctant to try it because i was like you know thinking oh i'm a doctor i can't be doing like <laughs> muscle testing thing right <laughs> so like you know I'm like a well-educated person right yeah. and, <laughs> and so I was really reluctant um, instead I was using machines and because um, I'd still understood the concept of um, of that the body is an electrical system and sure. if we can just measure through electricity and then um, I had uh, like a mentor really like explain to me that that you know, our whole body is an electrical system. Mm -hmm. And when you, um, and, and what we're doing is we're just, you know, speaking to the body in a language that it understands. And what, what I do is I'm putting like different substances into that electrical field. And yep. then I'm seeing, does it weaken the system or does it strengthen the system? Yes. And so I'm, I'm using it in that respect. So I just have like a bunch of vials and I'm, I'm, I'm testing the patient for different stressors that might be affecting their system mm -hmm. and might be, and, and really it pairs well with dark field. It's, you know, yes. it's, just, you know, okay, your system's out of balance. What are some of the things that might be causing it to be out of balance? Food intolerance, is it, a, is it immune challenges? Is it heavy metals? Is it environmental mm -hmm. toxins? Is it something mm -hmm. emotional? Is it something physical? So we yes. want to explore all of those areas. Yeah, the dynamics of what can be revealed. And I think this might be where the, some of the stretch comes in for people is that, especially when we've been educated in some of the, in other modalities or other evaluation tools, is that the dynamic, the revealing that can take place with kinesiology is only limited by the creativity of the practitioner to ask the questions. Yeah, for sure. And to, and to, you know, place those substances or check those neurological pathways along the body and, and use the energy meridians, the, the acupuncture charts kind of help to explain that, yeah. that energy yeah. flow and, and, but what can be revealed and brought on display. I try, I try to tell people, it's kind of like your cell phone. When you touch, when you touch the Facebook app, it brings that on display. But when you click yeah. the phone app, it brings the phone on display. Well, yeah. Oh, that's a good example. I never think of that one. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's modern, what we, modern example. We try to use that because everybody's got a darn smartphone in their yeah, pocket. Yeah, exactly. They understand <laughs> that. Yeah. So we we use the touch screen on the phone as the surface of the body, and it's it's picking up that we're accessing that electrical pathway along the liver or the spleen or the yeah. adrenals. 
And, uh, and it's bringing those on display the same as it would an app that you touch on the screen of your phone. And the people are going, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great analogy. I like that one. I might have to steal that one. <laughs> I, I want you to steal that. I want you to use it. Don't even give me credit for it. But, I, but I'm going to give your father credit for would you rather lead or follow? Because that is brilliant. Yeah, I know. I, I like that one, too. That's um, wonderful. Yeah, so John, I always... Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of because the other the other advantage of the applied kinesiology stuff is that you can also apply treatment in there. And, you know, like, you're, you know, so some vial will be making them weak and then I'll reset their nervous system and then they'll see that they're now strong and they can actually physically notice that difference. So so that's the other cool thing about it is that, you know, patients can actually notice that difference. So, and I'll try to point that out for them too. I'll be like, oh, let's look how weak you are when we're mm. doing this. Okay. And did you notice a difference now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turning on the electricals, to the structural integrity is, is right there. It's, it's amazing. And they do feel it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now um, talk to me about building a healthy child you're the author of that okay. book i want i want to yeah. know well, we don't want to dive into that because uh, this is a big area we've got we've had some interns come through our clinic who have gone through our mentorship program and two of them in the, just the last month have dedicated themselves to they're passionate about uh the uh, the pregnancy process nutrition throughout yeah. for mom and baby early nutrition for after delivery uh, we're really, really, that's just come on our radar in just the last month or so. So I really want to discuss, you have you explain your book, a little bit of detail on your book, and also how we can uh, get our hands on it for uh, for resources here in the States. For sure. Um, so like in my practice, what I see is I, I see a lot of chronic disease. And when I'm working with these chronic disease patients, um, the primary thing that I'm really working on is trying to heal their gut and help to regain balance of that microbiome. And so then when I had my daughter, you know, um, over 11 years ago now, I was thinking, you know, is there a way for us to be able to build this healthy gut right from the beginning? Mm -hmm. And... And what I found out was, yes, it is possible that there's a few different influences that can help to build that gut flora um, correct right from the beginning. And what's also interesting is that we only have this like short window of time. So between birth and age three is mm -hmm. when we actually build the foundation of that gut flora. And so we start building that gut flora by, you know, when we first come through that birth canal, we get a bunch of that gut flora from breastfeeding. And then, and then how we start to acquire the rest of that gut flora is, well, well, through our environment, which is typically how we introduce foods. So my book is really about how to introduce foods in a way that helps to build up that gut flora correct right from the beginning. And, and then it's also based on, on how our organs develop. So our organs first start to, uh, first start to develop in utero, but then they don't reach full maturation until they are outside of the womb. Mm. So one of those organs is our pancreas. So our pancreas actually doesn't reach full maturation till about um, 25 months, so about two years of age. 
So that means that we are actually not producing enough of these digestive enzymes to break down things like grains until around two years of age. So that's another factor is that you want to make sure. So one of the things is you're delaying um, introducing grains, which is typically one of the first foods that people are introducing in terms of cereals. Mm -hmm. and, and we should actually be delaying that till around two. And then the other concept that my book is based on is that we need to get our kids eating real foods. Yes. And I think that a lot of people are eating, you know, we're eating man-made foods. We yes. need to shift that, that we actually are feeding our children real foods because that's what our bodies are hardwired to be able to recognize, break down, metabolize, and utilize. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> you got to have, you know, everything's based on the foundation. The, 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 the building will not stand long period of time uh, and have its integrity unless the foundation is solid. And what you're talking about is, is truly the foundation for the child's health in the future. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I describe it in that it's going to help in the present moment in terms of helping with um, reducing digestive problems or colic. It's going to help in the um, in the kind of the close future in terms of decreasing uh, childhood illnesses like allergies and eczema. And then it's also going to help in terms of um, their future in terms of um, their creating long term health. OK, OK. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of building a healthy child by you, the yeah. author, why don't you tell us how is that? What's the fastest way we can get our hands on a copy of this? So really, you can get it wherever books are sold. So Amazon probably is your big one. Okay. And, and if you happen to leave a review, I would love that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll be yeah. sure and direct our, uh, we'll find uh, when we get ready to post our episode, what we'll do to make it very, very simple is we'll be sure and attach the clickable link to Amazon to your site, to your book. Yeah. So yeah. that when people, when we distribute the, uh, the episode for people to share and to listen and, and uh, uh, they'll be able to uh, click on that real simply and, and order your book. Cause I'm going to encourage them to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Cause that's what I'd love to get. I'd look, love to get my book out in a bigger way so that we can have a healthier next generation. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you find, now you talk about the next generation It prompts me to ask this question is your clinic. Do you find, um, because I saw a lot of the different, you know, videos. I didn't have a lot of time to spend, but I, I spent enough time to see that it is, it is top-notch quality. I'm very, very, uh, like, I'm just so excited to have you on. I, oh, thank you. The, the, the quality of what you're doing is, is, is exceptional, and I just really have an affinity for it. The, yeah. the interviews, however, I noticed it's about, you know, there's six or eight women and one guy. So do you find that you're... <laughs> Do you find that your clinical, you know, your patient, you know, the, the dynamic is primarily women? Um, it's an interesting question because I think that in naturopathic medicine, um, we do take a number of um, higher number of females in uh -huh. our practice. But I think because I do so much testing in my practice, um, so I can like you know, physically show, okay, look, this is what's going on with your system. I actually, in my personal practice, like I see, I see probably um, an even amount, maybe, maybe a 60, 40, okay. a little bit, a little bit more, but it's definitely not, um, 
not as skewed as I think that some people's practices are. Okay. Yeah. Ours is, is very much similar to yours in that we, we focused when we started the clinic in, in 1998, we focused on uh, women. We, we really believe that if we could, we, we could capture and help moms regain their health, that they would in fact help us save the next generation, which is the same. Oh, I you love know, yeah. You know, it's the mission that you're on with why you wrote this book and, and that's how you're reaching the next generation. So we have so many similarities there. It's just yeah, it's, it's sure. wonderful. That. Yeah. And but what we found was moms also, you know, not only moms are taking care of themselves and their performance issues and taking care of the children, but then the dads would follow, you know, it kind of yeah. is what we saw. So Yeah, and that that likely um, when I think about it, that's probably the case in terms of my practice as well, is yeah. that that it does tend to be, yep. Um uh, ends up, you end up seeing a family. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you do a lot of lectures, uh, Dr. Roberts? Do you, do you spend time with lectures or do you do more digital? How are you reaching and, and helping your clients, your patients uh, access your, uh, your, your information? Yeah, so I do, um, I do a number of public talks um, so that, you know, people just in our community can learn more about what we do. And then I do, um, I do a number of talks um, in terms of to professionals. So mm -hmm. I lecture for, um, I lecture for a, like a company, uh, like that, like basically a supplement company. Mm -hmm. And then also, and I also was just recently selected to be a lecturer for uh, Dr. Rao's Swiss Biological Medicine um, Academy. So, so I'm going to be doing a bunch of lecturing um, for that academy. And I was just actually, uh, last week I was in um, Tempe, Arizona, doing some lecturing there for, for this academy. Well, so, congratulations. That's wonderful. Yeah, so it's exciting stuff, uh, doing live lectures. But then I'm also, you know, do, doing webinars. I have, like, some online courses. I have my blog. So, so trying to get, you know, reach as many people as we can. Sure. Do you find that your you, are is your information geared towards primarily patient education or professional or both? Yeah, I would say that in terms of like what's on our website and our blogs, those are more directed towards um, the everyday person. Okay, okay. So your website, let's let's make sure we capture your website so people have a chance to visit. And by the way, for those who listen, when you get to have a chance to listen to this episode, you've got to check out uh doc, dr roberts website it's it's top notch uh what's the website that they can can connect with you at so it's advanced naturopathic.com wonderful and the name of your book again is building a healthy child and we can we're going to be sure and link, uh, connect that link up on amazon when we release this episode so people can have easy access uh, and i'm excited about getting a copy myself i look forward to reading it yeah that sounds great any last parting comments or words of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners, uh, doctor, before we uh, wrap this segment up? Um, so, well, I would say, I would say um, for your listeners, um, what's, what's really important would be to always um, make health a priority. Mm -hmm. I think that we really can't do much else um, unless we have our health and it, we have to, become a society that um, really values our health and makes health um, the priority. 
and and we you know i think that that's an important feature that we all need to really pay attention to that's wonderful wise words from dr roberts who's a leader <laughs> not a follower <laughs> thank you trying my best yeah thank you you're doing well thank you so much for being on total wellness radio and we'll do this again real soon awesome thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure okay take care bye bye okay thanks bye Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Total Wellness Radio. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to tune in to all of our interviews and the life-changing natural approaches you can take with your health. For those of you who haven't had a chance yet, please do subscribe. And when you get a chance, also leave a review on this podcast or other episodes that you've enjoyed from Total Wellness Radio.